Let me start this here. I'm doing a podcast too at the same time. Welcome this morning to New Heart Worship Center International. Those that are watching by YouTube, uh, this is going to be part five of a series of messages. I've been talking prophetically about the year 2020, the Hebrew year 5780, which we are in right now. It started this month. The new Hebrew calendar has started this month, and uh, I've been ministering about 5780. Uh, it started by 5779, which is the, was the year of the seeing. Seeing the, uh, last year, 2019, was the year of seeing spiritually seeing the eye, God is watching, and God, the eye of God is watching over man. And this year begins, in the Hebrew means the mouth. And we're talking about what comes out of your mouth and what you're speaking and the mouth of God and becoming a mouthpiece of God and become a, a spokesperson for God to speak the word of God uh, and create things, the same creative power that God had when he created the world. He's been trying to get us to a place where we begin to confess his word and begin to create situations and things that normally wouldn't be situated. So I'm going to start this off again with one of the other prophets that have prophesied, Alana Valser. I've been preaching this, and you're going to hear some of the things that I've already spoken. And, and, and the Bible says, let the prophet speak two or three, and let everyone judge. Uh, and so we're speaking. There's a prophetic word being speaking. Uh, Vanna Lawson, she's in Australia. But she's speaking words, prophetic words, over America. I'm here in America, but I speak prophetic words over Africa, Malaysia, Singapore, and, and India, and all this other my authority or sphere of apostolic influence covers a great place in the earth. I have authority in certain places in the earth to speak apostolically. Amen? So let me open in prayer. Father, I thank you this morning as we come uh, once again that you are using our worship in this hour to thwart the plans of darkness. You're destroying his works. Uh, and we give you praise, Lord, that you would anoint this message and anoint this word in Jesus' name. One of the things is about is everything that in the beginning, everything is about worship. Everything, all the Bible stories from the beginning to the end is about Satan trying to get to worship and God wanting to worship. And Satan trying to get man to worship him rather than worship God. Uh, I was watching the movie Noah uh, that was, came on last week. And uh, uh, Tubal Khan, Tubal Khan was a son of I forgot who the son was, Methuselah, one of the sons, and uh, uh, or Cain or whatever. He he uh, he wanted to be God. He he wanted to be the head guy, and he fought Noah uh, against making the ark. He wanted the people to worship him rather than God. It's always about worship. Everything you do is about the devil keeping you from worshiping God. Everything that the devil does is he wants you to worship him. So we're gonna we're gonna look at. It. I'm gonna read this prophetic word. Then I'm gonna try to get into the the message about what to do, how to worship God. You can't worship God any old kind of way. you got to have a, just a procedure on how to worship God. But uh, I'm just going to read part of it, skip over some of it. It said, this week I had a vision, and I saw the Lord sitting on the throne, and he had a large book in his lap. And when I looked at the engraving on the cover of the book, the gold writing said, United States of America. He says, I stood watching what struck me was the sound of the page turning and I heard the Lord said worship 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 it's a new day of divine strategy and she said I was struck by the the sense of urgency in the atmosphere it was like the sound of alarm 
being sounded in the nation, calling his people to attention. It wasn't the sound of not enough is being done. It was the sound of get into position and focus, I, Aen, focus on me in worship right now because you're about to receive nation-changing keys. Remember last week I said, stand still, stand, show up, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord. And God said, go out and start singing now. Send Judah out and let them begin to praise. Worship. Begin to worship. See, the battle's not a physical battle. It's going to be a battle of worship. She said, as I looked across the nation, she, she saw Matthew eleven twelve. The kingdom of God suffered violent, and the violent taken it by force. From the moment John stepped on the scene, the realm of heaven's kingdom is bursting forth. The passionate people have taken hold of his power. She said, I saw an ever-increasing work of the Holy Spirit upon God's people in the United States to awaken them, awaken them to take hold of the promises of God for their nation. We got to wake up and take hold of the promises like never before. A divine intolerance, divine intolerance was rising in God's people like never before, not to allow the enemy to steal, kill, and destroy their nation. Time out for being silent. The, 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 the LGB community has gotten violent against us because we stand for God. And they'll come and they want to fight us now. They used to be passive until now. They become aggressive. But God said, we cannot tolerate it. We cannot allow it to happen. We cannot allow it to get on our children. They're trying to teach our children in schools. Perversion and all this crazy stuff. It's time for the church to get intolerant, bring, get intolerant to this mess and, and begin to confront them head on. She said, as I watched this vision, I saw the Spirit of God working deeply in the heart of God's people to bring forth a surrender with them that his kingdom would come to the United States of America without agenda. In other words, you can't control what God's getting ready to do. We can't put a stamp on it and say, well, we're going to do sing three fast, three slow, take up the offering, away we go. We can't go that way. we got to listen and be attuned to what the Spirit is moving with, and we can't have an agenda on what it's supposed to, the church is supposed to look like. If I thought I would have been here Ten years ago, I would, I would have said, you're lying. But God is changing the face of his church. It's not about a building. It's about a people that are filled with his spirit and ready to do his bidding to bring a revival into our nation. So it was a call from the heart of God to embrace him on his terms. You can't pimp God. You can't make him do what you want him to do. You've got to embrace him on his terms. He, how he chooses to come who he wants to use, where he wants to show up, and how he wants to show up. So as God's people worship, there's a greater alignment and a dealing of the heart taking place to usher people in a deeper, into a deeper place of beautiful surrender for the Lord to move and show up as he chooses. That's why I did the worship song. He wants to come into our hearts and move on us. And as we go into that vein, he begins to ambush the enemy. You ain't got to fight. You just got to worship. You don't have to fight. So God said he wants to show up his way, 
as I said before, you know Holy Spirit, you know Jesus, now you're going to know God because he's coming down to see about us. And when he show up, when daddy comes in the house, everything gets in order. Amen. He may send the big brother. He might obey a big brother. But when, when Papa come in, everybody get in order. <laughs> everybody sit down and fold their hands. As worship is increasing in the nation, as I was praying last Sunday before service, I heard it. I heard a sound of many voices of worship. I could hear it in the spirit, and I began to speak it. What I was hearing, I heard a sound beginning to rise in the earth, a sound of worship. It's not a sound of war, but it's a sound of worship. A sound of rumbling. She said, it sounded like an earthquake. And I heard the Lord say, what I am releasing is nation-changing and history-altering strategy. Nation-changing and history-changing strategy. They're trying to get a fix on Trump, and they can't, they can't quite. Because he ain't doing the stuff they, he's supposed to do. He's doing everything. Ass backwards, backwards, uncouth. They can't figure out what he's doing. They're just mad because he don't fall in line to what politics are supposed to do. So he's just doing a whole different thing, and they're all mad because they can't figure out that he's doing it. See, there's, there, there, as I said last week, there is a, 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 a uh, procedure in war. In the Old Testament, uh, as I shared last week, uh, how Jehoshaphat got into trouble in the first place because he wouldn't lead with Ahab and went to battle, and God got mad at him. And so God sent the Moabites and the Ammonites against King Jehoshaphat. And Jehoshaphat had to go to the Lord and said, Lord, uh, 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 help us. The Lord said, stand still, see the salvation of the Lord. He said, the battle wouldn't have came if you would have obeyed me in the first place, not getting in alignment in a league with somebody that was wicked. You got to watch who you get in line with. You're going to see what she's saying. So that whole scenario of Jehoshaphat's song, you know, hold still, let the Lord fight your battle. Well, he, he caused the whole thing. Because he obeyed God, disobeyed God. He didn't ask God's counsel. So, the, so the, he said the strategies. Suddenly I saw a huge wave come crashing to, from the throne, from the book of the Lord, upon the Lord's lap, upon the people of God. As I watched, I saw the wave of divine strategy. What struck me is it was just not one strategy. It was a wave of so many strategies, so many answers to too many issues within the United States of America. I heard the Lord say, I'm heralding in the day of greatest acceleration of divine strategy from the Lord for the nation and seeing it manifest. I preached, I've been preaching on acceleration and strategies of God are coming. Acceleration. What you took you five years to do is going to take you five weeks to do. What took you five months to do is going to take you five days to do. What took you uh, uh, two weeks to do is going to take you two minutes to do. God's going to download different strategies for you to overcome and how to overcome the enemy. But you got to hear what he's saying. See what he's doing and speak what he's saying. So all of this is coming together. Let me just quickly go. I want to get in there. She said, the Lord showed me there is a window of opportunity upon the United States right now to step into the greatest acceleration of receiving divine strategy from the Lord for the nation and seeing it manifest. Perceiving and seeing divine strategies. I said, uh, share, uh, just, share, just a few minutes ago, I was sort of heavy about this pastor leaving, but then God showed me the strategy that's coming up. If I had not been in that place, 
certain things would not happen, I would not see it. I didn't know. I knew I had prophetic words that we're going to build churches around nations. I know about the Philippines. We just finished Uganda. But I know there's other places that God's going to build his kingdom around the earth. Earth centers, apostolic centers around the earth. And so we're receiving and perceiving. He said, she said, I can see whirlwinds of distractions thrashing through the United States. I can see huge giants standing, guarding places that they had occupied for a long time. The giants stood their smug look, looking as if they believed nothing could take them down. See, the devil don't think we can whoop them. He don't think the church got enough strength to do it. But God's got a plan for us in the place. Suddenly I can hear the sound of worship getting louder and louder. The nation, and I heard the Lord saying, as in the days of Jericho, the walls will come tumbling down. The guarded places will suddenly be opened up to my power as my people worship that will usher in my wind to accelerate and bring life and my fire to purge and my fire to ignite and revive. So we're seeing a lot of things taking place right now in the church. We're seeing the fire of God fall. We're seeing the rain of God fall at the same time to refresh those that need to be refreshed. We're seeing the winds of God blowing around the earth. And he said, as we step into the place of worship now, God's going to send winds to deal with principalities and powers. Amen? You don't have to shut up. No, just... I praise you, Lord. Glory to God. I just praise you, Lord. I bless you. You ain't got to worry about what's going on in your job. Just worship. Just worship. You're going to deal with that old bad boss. Just worship. You're going to deal with them ugly people on your job. Just worship. All you got to do is worship. Stand still and see his salvation. So we can see not only for America, but for other nations, he's dropping strategies to the apostles. What's going to happen? He said, the urgency of the hour surrounded me in the same sense that surrounded me in the new era from the heart of God for the entire body of Christ filled me for the people of the United States. The word came, focus. Focus. A-Y-I-N. 2019 is the year of the eye. Focus. He told them, focus on the pillar cloud. Stand back 300 yards, cubics. But you got to watch where the pillar cloud is going, and then they have to follow where the pillar cloud went. You got to stay focused, because if you got too far away, you lose focus. You got to stay close to God and focus. I felt the fear of the Lord over me to encourage God's people to continue to seek His heart and position themselves in praise and worship right now for the sake of the nation. Right now for the sake of the nation, for what God is releasing now in these divine strategies will be completely nation altering. Then I heard his decree. The Lord says, my people, as you praise, as you worship me over the nation and in the nation, I am releasing these strategies and the wisdom on how to implement them through prayer and building with me that we will see the greatest alignments of my hand take place that the nation has ever seen. But you must show up. You must be intentional in your worship and praise. The wave of accelerated strategy is available to all, but it is your choice to dive in through your position of worship and praise and your surrender to my way. So as we worship, listen. He's going to drop some stuff in your spirit while you're worshiping and weeping before the Lord. It's going to be a still, small voice. 
is going to speak some stuff to you. But if you don't show up to worship, how are you going to hear it? See, when you worship, you got to get out of the way. And you got to come into the holies of holies. You got to strip yourself of your flesh. Say, Lord, it's not about me. I don't feel like worshiping. I'm mad at my kids. I'm mad at this and I'm mad at that. I don't feel like I'm going to come to church anyway. No, I'm throwing that stuff to the side right now. And I'm going to just worship you, Lord, because I, I got to come into the holies of holies. And you're going to give me some instruction. Can't wait on me to give you the instruction. I hope you get possible word. No, you better get a word for yourself. For your battle. For what you're dealing with, for what the issue is, your worship can get your healing. Your worship can get your job breakthrough. Your worship can get that promotion. Your worship can open up doors. Not my way. It's a corporate worship. But if we go into this place now, God said, I'm going to set up ambushes and strategies on your enemy. What you didn't, couldn't figure out, I'm going to give you the answer to. But it comes into worship. So you better show up for worship on Sunday. Don't come in at 1030 because we be half through. I start at 10 o'clock on that. Amen. You want to straggle in? Straggle in. You didn't miss your word for the Lord. Get up and get in. Amen? Say, I got to get to the house of the Lord. He said, modern day Noahs are arising in the United States of America. And what they are building with me in obedience will be platforms for the greatest revival, reformation, renaissance that this nation and other nations have ever seen. So we're going to be building stuff. He ain't giving you money just to sit on it. We're going to be building the kingdom of God. He said, I was surrounded by a sense of acceleration as the wave of acceleration strategies began to, uh, that God was releasing on the United States came crashing upon his people. That these are the moments now and will continue in this new era where the Lord will release a strategy for you to build with him. That makes no sense in the natural. The blueprint he gives you, the wisdom he releases to you in the natural seems impossible. I didn't preach on, is anything impossible with God? Does it, doesn't make earthly sense, but requires radical obedience to build with him. Complete obedience and building of the strategies of God releases is crucial. God is downloading new strategies, new directions within the assignments and mandates that the Lord has already had many build and they have been building for years. There are new directions and extensions and changes being revealed from the Lord within those places. Do not fight against the changes that the Lord wants to make, even if it doesn't make sense to you for in your obedience to shift or change and rearrange at his words is making room and setting the stage for the greatest move of God in your midst that will affect and influence the nation. So it's not about what you feel and how you can figure it out. You be obedient. What God wants you to do in worship and in strategies and all of a sudden your crazy cousin gets saved and your schizophrenic nephew gets touched. And, and your family starts showing up and ain't no fights at Thanksgiving and Christmas. Everybody's on kumbaya, kumbaya. <laughs> Everybody's at peace. These are strategies from your worship. Nah. I mean, we've been praying and praying, Lord, save him, Lord, I, stop him from drinking, Lord, stop him from smoking, Lord. Get and God said, just worship me. And watch me do some stuff while you worshiping. While you here worshiping, God said, I'm sending angels to the house and whooping them. And whooping them out the bed and, and, and making them feel bad, making them get up. Amen. 
Don't let them rest. You got to get into that place of worship. Let me finish. I'm trying to, she, she wrote a lot of stuff, but all of the stuff she's wrote, I've already preached it, but I'm just, she just put it in words. Because when I post stuff on Facebook, I, I short and sweet. He just, bam. Hit it, quit it. Hey, Amen. This is what's going on. Bam. She's breaking it down on a little chewable sizes. Come on, I ain't got time for little babies. I need people that got some strength and don't need no milk. So the Lord also spoke to me, strategy of the Lord released, ask his people in the United States to build with platforms of the greatest revival, renaissance, the nations. Faith opened Noah's heart to receive revelation and warning from God about what was coming, even things that never been seen. But he stepped out in reverent obedience to God to build the ark and that would save him and his family. By his faith, the world was condemned. Noah received God's gift of righteousness that comes by, I believe. So you may be asked to do some stuff that don't seem right. Noah's asked to do something, everybody laughing at him. It ain't rained and since we've been on earth. How you talking about going to rain? And they just laughed at him, mocked him, and talked about him and everything else. He took him 99 years of building. But by faith, he did what God told him to do. Some of us can't even, God tell you to do something, you quit after two weeks. Right. I'm through, I, I, I done had enough of these folks. You sent me here to these people? Huh, I'm out of here. <laughs> we know how we did. But God said, where's your faith at? When I tell you to do something, you got to work through this thing. He's releasing with eyes to see and ears to hear to be positioned to hear and receive the redemptive solutions from the Lord and step into a place of radical obedience with the Lord that is going to bring nationwide shifts in the United States of America. A revival is and will break out in the United States in some of the most unexpected places. This nation altering strategies from heaven being released to decree, to pray, to implement to build will change the course of the nation. We can speak to principality. We can speak to changes in America. We can speak, as I said last week, the Roe versus Wade shall be implemented. They're going to change back to the righteousness of God in this name. People are mad about it, but it's going to happen. God's going to make it happen. The fear of the Lord will come on this nation like never before because God's coming down. When God comes down, stuff starts shaking, stuff starts quaking, stuff starts... When God spoke to Moses, the Bible says the mountain quaked and shaked and fire was everywhere and the trumpet was blowing, blah, blah. And Moses said, come on, y'all, let's listen to God. And they running. Say, isn't this wonderful? Ooh, 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 ooh. Moses looked behind. They all ran. When God speaks, stuff shakes. I've heard God speak to me one time. And I wasn't stupid enough to ask what, how. I just kept my mouth shut. You can tell there's a difference between the voice of Jesus and the voice of God. Yes. There's a big difference. You can tell. When God speaks, mm, yes, sir. Whatever you want, sir. I'll do it, sir. <laughs> I don't care, sir. I'll do it. Whatever you say. Run through the wall. Which one? I'm running. <laughs> So he's releasing acceleration, he's releasing strategies, he's releasing demonstration, he's releasing power, he's releasing fire, he's releasing the anointing, he's releasing, all of this stuff is being released starting back in 2014 when I, went to, when I started going to, when I went to Africa, when he gave me the vision of the fire 
enveloping the church. Now, it's in your worship. Now we need to look at how do we get to this place where God really wants us to, to be. In Genesis 22, worship involves testing and sacrifice. Abraham was tempted of God. God gave him a promise. You're going to have a child, and now I want you to give that child back to me. But Lord, you just gave me this car. I want it back. But Lord, I just got this job. I want it back. Can you, will you sacrifice it? It involves testing and sacrifice. Son, question, where, where, where's the sacrifice? You be the sacrifice. You be the one. Testing and sacrifice, obedience. The, the word sacrifice, it means to bow yourself down, to crouch down, to, get, to fall down, to humbly beseech. God is saying, can you bow down and, and get past your pride and allow him to test you? Second thing is, Satan always tries to stop your worship or pervert your worship. In Exodus 7, verse 14 to 18, then Moses, the Lord said to Moses, Pharaoh's heart is unyielding. He refuses to let the people go. Go to Pharaoh in the morning as he goes out to the water. Wait on the bank of the Nile to meet him. Take your, in your hand the staff which was changed into a snake. Then say, say, here's your strategy. I'm giving you a strategy, Moses. Obey what I now. I want you to say these words. The Lord, the God of Hebrews, has sent me to say to you, let my people go so that they may Worship me in the desert. But until now you have not listened. This is what the Lord says to you. By this you will know that I am the Lord. With the staff that is in my hand, I will strike the water of the Nile and it will be changed to blood and the fish in the Nile will die and the river will stink and the Egyptians will not be able to drink water. We're going to see some confrontations in this hour that are going to be like in the book of Moses in Exodus. God's going to tell us to do some strange stuff and you go do it. Amen. If he made water out of wine, he still can make water out of wine now. Amen. How you show up to the tavern. Thus saith the Lord, all this liquor shall be turned into water. Empty <laughs> 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 the whole bar. Hallelujah. Reverse <laughs> the curse. Only believe. Only believe. See, Satan wanted to cut it off. He said, let them come and work. It was about worship. It was all about worship. I, I want them to come and worship me in the desert. He didn't say in the penthouse. He didn't say in the, in the steakhouse. He said in the desert where the jackals, the lizards, nothing is alive. In your desert place is where you learn to worship. In your dry place in your life is where you learn to worship. When everything looks bad and there's nothing but the jackals and the lizards and, and heat and, and rocks and dust and sandstorms. And, and you stand at your Lord, there's attackers on me. I can't stand it. God said, worship me. But the wind is blowing. Get down on the ground. Prostrate yourself. And the wind won't blow in your face. Get down. Duck. Sometimes you got to learn how to duck. I told you you got to get a Moses ministry, the duck ministry. You learn how to duck your battles, duck fights, amen? They teach boxers, duck, fame, duck. Don't let the devil just knock you upside the head. Ooh, he hit me, ooh. 
you better be ducking. <laughs> you got to fight. Next, it's dangerous to get between God and his worshiper. It's dangerous to get between God and his worship. David went out to bring the Ark of the Covenant, the presence of God. He was worshiping. He worshiped out of his kingly garment. And she, he had on his underwear and T-shirt. And, then, and his wife, Michelle, out there cussing him out. And he said, you look bad. You're making me look bad. You're out there dancing and I can't. You're supposed to be making me look bad. Making me look bad. He said, I worship me, my God. Who are you worshiping? But you're making me look bad. I'm, I'm in the high place. I'm the, I'm the queen. I'm supposed to be, you know, everybody's supposed to be looking at me. God smote her too. She was barren because of a rebellion. She didn't want to worship God. David said, I'm going to worship my God. He said, you ain't seen nothing yet. I'm going to get out of my jock strap if I have to. <laughs> and I'm going to worship the Lord. You ain't seen no worship yet. <laughs> There's a blessing in worship. Your blessing is in worship. Exodus 23, 25, and 26 says, Worship the Lord your God, and his blessing will be on your food and water. I will take away sickness from you, and none will miscarry or be barren in your land. I will give you a full lifespan. What? All of that for just coming in and saying, Lord, I praise you, Lord, I worship you. He said, yeah, you come in here with cancer, you come in here with pains, you come in here with aches. If you lift your hands and worship, I'm going to take it away from you. Yes. You come in here and worship me, and you come in here, he said, when you go to Taco Bell, you are not going to get gas. He <laughs> 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 said, I'm going to bless your food. I'm going to bless your food. I'm going to bless your water. It's important. Worship is part of the covenant of God. Exodus 34.10 says the Lord said, I'm making a covenant with you. Before all your people, I will do wonders never done by any, in any nation in all the world. The people you live among will see how awesome is this work that I, the Lord, will do for you. Obey all, what I command you today. I will drive out from before you the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, the Jebusites. Be, listen, verse 12. Be careful not to make a treaty with those who live in the land where you're going. Or they will be a snare among you. Break down their altars, smash their sacred stones, cut down their Asherah poles. Do not worship any other god. For the Lord, whose name is Jealous, is a jealous God. Yeah. I mean, that's a pretty simple command. He said, I'm making a covenant with you. Every stronghold that comes against you, every Jebusite, Amorite, Moazite, I'm going to deal with them. Just don't go to their club and worship. Don't bring their smoke and mirrors and moon and all this stuff into your services, in your worship services. Worship me. Don't be worshiping the praise leader. Don't be worshiping those up in the front. Just worship me. Got these Hollywood characters that we make idols out of. We worship no other God than God. Don't worship Kanye West. Don't worship all the praise singers, all the gospel singers. Don't worship uh, all, all, whoever. He said, worship me. He said, if you do this, I'm going to drive out the Amorites. 
Canaanites, Canaanites were merchandisers. You know, you always got a sale going on. He said, I'm going to deliver you from them sale demons. Amen? Jebusites, I preached on the Jebusites. You can't get rid of the Jebusites. David couldn't whip the Jebusites. I mean, David whooped the Jebusites. Joshua couldn't deal with them. Nobody can deal with them. Caleb couldn't deal with them. Nobody can beat the Jebusites. Jebusites are like a thorn in their flesh. But the Bible says, David said, nevertheless, David took the hold of Zion. He, nevertheless, he beat the Jebusites. It took hundreds of years to beat the Jebusites. They're just like a bad religion, a bad relative. You can't get rid of them. Anybody had a bad relative? You just can't get rid of them. You know, when y'all have family reunions, make sure that y'all don't call them because you know they're going to come up and mess up everything when you bring them in there. It's part of your covenant. You, can, you can't worship God in any way and in any place. De- Deuteronomy 12, verse 1 says, These are the decrees and laws you must be careful to follow in the land of the Lord. The God of your fathers has given you to possess. As long as you live in the land, destroy completely all the places in the high mountains, on the hills, and under every spreading tree where the nations you are dispossessing worship their gods. You go to Africa, you go to a lot of African nations, the witch doctor or the, or the Sangoma and all of them, they all have a little shrine under a tree. Some of these places, they have a tree that they worship as a god. The, god, the demons come out of that tree. When the last trip I took to uh, Nigeria, when I was in Nigeria, the last trip... Uh, in the village that we went in, they put us in the village. They said, well, we got to put you in this village because if you take you to the back, try to take you to the hotel, there are highwaymen out there and they're going to, you know, stick you up. So they put us in a police barracks. It was an old hotel. It was nasty. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't the best place to be in. But in that village, the evangelists there said they were having such a hard time. He said, there's a, there's a tree in the land where the witch, where, where's it controls the whole village. And so we prayed and gave them instructions on what to do to break that stronghold, how to anoint the land, anoint the oil, and that, how many days to fast, what you need to fast, what you need to do to go break that stronghold in that land. But they worship under the trees. And so break down their altars, smash their sacred stones, and burn all their astral poles and in the fire. Amen. So put, take all their twerking music and destroy it. <laughs> amen? Then bring it up to our time. Amen? Take them blues, blues albums and bust them up. Amen? Take all that rock and roll and bust it up. Don't, don't worship them. Wipe their name. See, the devil always wants worship. Yeah. Everybody running behind Michael Jackson. Worship. Change his whole complexion. The demons change who he looked like by the time they got through with him. All these people have sold it out. To, to, uh, I heard, uh, I was reading about Lady Gaga. She's crying. She's crying because she's sorry that she sold herself out to the Illuminati. And they, they, they exact the price from you. Verse 4 says, You shall not behave so toward the Lord your God, but you shall seek the place which the Lord your God shall choose out of all your tribes to put his name and make his dwelling place there you shall come. So God assigns you the church you're supposed to be at. You just don't go willy-nilly everywhere you want to go. You got to go where God wants you to be. The place where God chooses you to be. And there you shall bring your burnt offerings, your sacrifice, your tithes, and the offerings in your hand. Your vows and your free will offerings and the first things of your herd and of the flock. So you're supposed to bring to the place that God assigns you. 
Now you can run around and say, well, I go over here and I go over there and I pay my tithes over there. I, I like that church over there. You're out of order if God didn't tell you to go over there. Yeah. He said, the place where I put my name, where I want you to be. Amen. Where I assigned you to be. So now you need to check and see if you're getting blessed or not. Well, I've been paying my tithes, Lord, but why I got all these problems? You're in the wrong place. You're walking the wrong church. I got I to get out of here. This ain't the place I'm supposed to be in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pew! Back out the door. I've had people go, uh, when we were across the street, uh, they would come to the church over here. I said, this ain't the place I'm supposed to be. Had, it took a little while to find us, but they found us over there. <laughs> they were looking for us. They were looking for us. They said, no, this ain't, this ain't Apostle Buford. This ain't the one I know. And there, in that place, you shall eat before the Lord your God. You shall rejoice in all to which you put your hand. Now you're talking about employment now. Now your hand is blessed because you're in the right place where you're supposed to be. And your households, you and your households, that means your kids, Shemek and them, all of them, your kids, all of them, they're going to be blessed too because you're in the right place. In which the Lord your God has blessed you. So there's a place that you're supposed to be to get your blessing. Verse 7 says, you shall not do according to all that we do in the camp this day. Every man doing whatever looks right in his own eyes. For you have not yet come to the rest and to the inheritance which the Lord your God gives you. But when you are over the Jordan and dwell in the land which the Lord God causes you to inherit. He gives you rest. From all your enemies around about you so you dwell in safety. So you got to get in the right place. And in that place you'll be blessed. And while you're in that place getting blessed and get your family blessed, God said, I still haven't given you an inheritance. you got to wait on your inheritance. Then when you get your inheritance, you're going to dwell in safety and peace all the days of your life. He said, but you ain't got it yet. See, some people run because they think they get the inheritance. I've seen people come in and they get filled with the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues. I got it now. Pew! Out the door. I said, no, 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 no. Come back. I got to teach you some more stuff. You got to learn some more. Your schooling ain't over. Yeah, but I, not, I love Jesus and I know how to testify and I brought somebody to Christ and now I'm a great evangelist. You better go sit down and, get, <laughs> and wait on the Lord. Verse 11 says, then there shall be a place which the Lord your God shall choose and call his name, his presence, to dwell there. To you it shall bring all that I command. To it you shall bring all that I command, your burnt offerings, your sacrifice, your tithe, what's in your hand, presence, as the first gift from the first fruits of the ground, all your choice offerings, which you shall vow unto the Lord. You shall rejoice before the Lord your God, you and your sons and daughters. Uh-oh. Who you leave at home? And your men servants and your maid servants, and the Levite that's in your towns, since he has no part in inheritance with you. So you ain't supposed to be coming to church by yourself. Sons and daughters supposed to be with you too, word Joseph. Look at verse 13. This is important. Be watchful not to offer your burnt offerings in every place you see. Just because you go to a church or you go to a conference doesn't mean that's where you're supposed to dump your money. You don't know what they're, some of them what they're worshiping. You, you got to be careful who you 
letting what altar is being uh, uh, lifted up. There's people running around in, right now that are claiming miracles and, and crusades and miracle healing crusades and full of the devils and sleeping with half the women in the, in, the, in the church. Your blessing ain't going to be blessed when you're doing that. You got to know who's above you. Know who's laboring among you. Know who's over you. He said, verse 14, but in the place, the place which the Lord shall choose in one of your tribes, you shall offer your burnt office. There shall do all I command you. So he said, you got to be in the right place. You can't go in anywhere. You can't worship like the world. 2 Kings 17, 24. The king of Assyria brought men from Babylon, Kufna, Ava, Hamath, and Sepharvarim, and placed them in the cities of Samaria instead of the Israelites. And they possessed Samaria and dwelt in the cities. At the beginning of their dwelling, they did not fear or revere the Lord. Therefore, the Lord sent lions among them, which killed some of them. Jeremiah prophesied, you're going into captivity. Syria came and took them into captivity. The Babylonians came and took them into captivity. Then they sent in heathen to possess their land while they were gone. These heathen didn't love God. God said, I'll show you something. He sent a bunch of lions into the city to eat them up because they were worshiping strange gods. Verse uh, 26, so the king of Assyria was told, the nations you removed and placed in the cities of Samaria do not know the manner in which the God of the land requires their worship. So all these nations worship something. But they didn't know Jehovah Jireh. They didn't know Jehovah Nisi. They didn't know El Shaddai was the Lord of the land. And so he sent these people into the land to worship. He said the God requires of their worship. Therefore he sent lions among them. And behold they are killing them. Because they do not know the manner of worship demanded by the God of the land. You can't worship God any old way. You got to worship his way. With all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. Amen. You got to put your mind on him when you come into worship. Not only is the, is the pot roast burning in the stove while I left this morning in the crock pot. Your whole mind, what am I going to eat after service? Amen. I'm hungry. I hear your stomach, but we're going to eat after service. We got to worship now first. We got to worship first. Verse 39 of 2 Kings 17 says, The Lord your God... You shall reverently fear, then he will deliver you out of hands of your enemies. You got to fear the Lord, then he delivers you. We have no fear of the Lord. Well, I can come when I want some. I, I, I need to beat you up a little bit, but some of you sometimes, you're still not consistent yet. Yeah, sometimes, you know, I, I'll come three times in one month, but four times in a month, Pastor, you're asking a little bit too much. That's my laundry day, and I don't have time for God on my laundry day. Shondo. Shondo, Shondo, Shondo. Selah, as they say in the, in the scripture. Meditate on this. Worship has to be from a pure heart. A pure heart. Isaiah 29, 13. And the Lord said, For as much as these people draw near with me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but remove their hearts far and minds far from me. They worship me on Sunday. But as soon as church is over with, they're back to fighting, cussing, carrying on, acting stupid. 
but remove their hearts and minds from far from me, and their fear and reverence for me are a commandment of men. Well, the pastor said, I'm supposed to fear him, but I really don't fear him. No, it's not a commandment of men. That is learned by repetition without any thoughts of the meaning. Forgive me, Father, I have sinned. Well, take your rosary and say 15 Hail Marys and five uh, St. Luke's and three Jews. <laughs> 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 whatever, they, whatever they tell you to do. You learn it by repetition. Just count the bees, count the bees. And say, mutter, 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 mutter. No, with your heart, you worship him. <laughs> Hallelujah. I love my Catholic brothers and sisters. I know some of y'all came out of Catholic church, but that, that bowed down just too much for me. I walked in with my wife. She kind of, I said, okay, get down. Stood up. <laughs> said, when y'all going to sit down? Then kneel on the bench. Then get back up. I said, I'm Baptist. I ain't getting on all I'm set. I'm shoot. <laughs> I'm going to sit back and let, let this thing go by me. And then when that priest sat there and talked about, we're going to give us, what, $350 to because she got a divorce and he's going Dissolve the divorce. I could give him three hundred fifty dollars. He's sitting there smoking a cigarette in my face. I said, "Devil, you are a liar." I know I'm Baptist, but I ain't, I, I ain't no practicing Baptist. I ain't giving you no three hundred fifty dollars. Please, I know a little scripture, <laughs> just a little. You can't compromise your worship. Can't compromise. What's on your radio right now? If I go out to your car and say, "Everybody, come on, let me go out to your car." What station is it on? I know how everybody got Caleb on this station here. You lying. <laughs> Daniel 3 and 7 says, Therefore, when all the people heard the sound of the horn, the pipe, the lyre, the tray, the bagpipe, and every kind of, oh, wait, 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 Pastor, that's my song. God, this was. <laughs> you know, your favorite song, come on, you got the twerking and jerking there after that. <laughs> And you can tell you got a favorite song. If you didn't hear the word of song, you, you be trying to act like you're Christian. Your feet be tapping. <laughs> yeah. All the people, nations, and languages fell down and worshipped the golden image Nebuchadnezzar had set up. But the three Hebrew boys said, we will not worship. We will not. You can't compromise your worship. I'm not going to let you steal my worship. This is not an ordinary worship for me. This is the worship where I can get into the fourth man can come into my worship in the midst of what I'm going through, in the midst of the fires that I'm dealing with. The, the, the fourth man of the, of the Godhead can show up in my worship. That's when he shows up. Three Hebrew boys showed up. Their clothes didn't get burned. The ropes burned off of them. They didn't smell like smoke. God said, and the fear, because of their obedience, the fear of God came upon the king and the king made a decree that anybody that messes with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego's God, their house shall be burned down. It shall be a, a dung heap. Their children shall be killed. You better not mess with the God of Daniel. Don't mess with it. Everybody better worship that God because he's an awesome God. Amen. Even the heathen would change. See, your obedience is going to cause some things to happen even though you, it's a tight spot for you, but just go through it. God said, I'll test you. I'll, but the, the testing, people are watching you to see what you're going to do, what you're going to say. And you go through the test anyway. When, when that, when that uh, 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 
when the, when the parole officer comes after you and, 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 and they look at it and they want to cut you down and lock you up and they want to, oh, you disobeyed my rule and you disobeyed my law. And you got to learn how to be humble and shut your mouth and sit there and say, okay, yes, sir, whatever you want to do, sir. I can't go nowhere, sir. I ain't going nowhere, sir. One of these days I'm going to get free from you. Amen. But I'm going to submit myself. Amen. And do it right. Amen. Because they're looking for you. Ah, oh, I cut you down. You're going back. See your buddies again. Then you got to fight for your life in behind the bars. No, 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 no. Worship the Lord. Thank him. Come on Sunday morning. Lord, I thank you that I'm free. I thank you that I'm not in that pit again. I thank you, Lord. You set me free from all that bondage and stuff. I made some mistakes, but Lord, I'm going to get it right this time. Amen. Amen. So when you start praising him, hallelujah, praise steals the avenger. Hallelujah. It calls the devil to shut up. Somebody want to argue with you, start praising God. Worship goes past rebellion. And makes you move when you hear that certain song. As I said, Noah, I mean, uh, Jonah was told by God to do something. And he ran. Pew! God called you to be a deacon in the church. God called you to be a prophet. Not me. Pew! I'm out of here. No! Storm came up. Ship rocking and rolling and everybody's getting upset. And they they said, what's going on here? Why the gods mad at us? Jonah down in the bottom of the the, the ship. God sent a wind. He on the ship trying to get away. All the sailors were afraid and each cried out to their own God. Everybody was calling their God. Oh God. All of them had a different God. They were calling their God and nothing was happening. They even threw the cargo. They said, well, we throw the cargo away. Amen. But Jonah going below the deck well, he laid down and fell in a deep sleep. Everybody else about to die. He down there sleeping. The captain went to him and said, how can you sleep? Get up and call on your God. <laughs> you're a Christian. You're supposed to call on, call on your God now, Christian. I know you're a Christian. You need to pray for us right now. Pray for us. Especially when you're on that plane and the plane is doing one of these numbers. I was on the plane one time <laughs> and the plane was hitting that pocket and jumping up. And old lady, she was scared. She was running for the exit. I said, where you going? We 30,000 feet. <laughs> you can't get off. <laughs> it was so funny to me. I said, calm down, ma'am. Calm down. Calm, calm down. She was ready to go. I said, I'm on the plane. And when I'm on the plane, Jesus is on the plane. Peace be still. You're going to be all right. God sent me on assignment. I'm on assignment going to the nation. So when he sent me on assignment, he, he's, he's going. I can tell some stories. When I'm first trips, I'd make every trip I would make overseas in India and Africa, there'd be a bomb threat on the plane. I had to get off the plane. People all upset. I said, I'm sitting here. I said, angels, y'all go check this plane out before I get back on here. You check and make sure there ain't no bombs on this plane. God said, be still. I'm just checking this thing out. I have many times they've bombed it. As soon as I get on the plane, oh, got to go back out. Got a threat. Because the devil knew I was coming. They going to threaten me. The sailors said to each other, John on the below the back, how can you sleep? Get up calling your God. Maybe he will take notice of us and we not perish. Then the sailors said to each other, come, let us cast lots to find out who's responsible for this calamity. You know, when things go really bad, they start looking at the Christian. They cast lots and they fell on Jonah. And they said to him, tell us who is responsible for making all this trouble for us? What did you do? Where do you come from? Where's your country? 
From what people are you? I mean, they started asking questions. What did you do? What, why did what did? And he answered, say, I'm a Hebrew and I worship God. The God of heaven who made the sea and the land. Oh, you're a worshiper. See, when you're a worshiper and you don't stop worshiping, God will mess up some stuff to get you back to the place of worship. To get you back to obedience. Your stuff going to go all wrong. Everything was running smooth. You got the new car. Then all of a sudden the transmission went out on the new car. What happened? You stopped worshiping God. Lord, I thank you for this new car, but you won't bring nobody to church in it. Oh, okay. Mm. Let me get along here. I'm out of the way here. They were seated and afraid of him. They said, what have you done to us? What is it that you have done? For the men knew that he fled from being in the presence of the Lord. He fled from being in the presence of the Lord. People know you because you are being in the presence of the Lord. I don't care how you try, how you try to act. They know you're a Christian. They know you've been in God's presence. There is something on you that exudes from you. The presence of God exudes from you. So when you go places, people know you are different from what they are. So don't quite act like they are. Well, look at me. I got tattoos like you. No, but you're a Christian, though. They know who you are. The devil craves your worship. Matthew 4, verse 9. And he said to them, all these things are taken up together. I will give you if you would prostrate yourself before me and pay homage and worship me. It's about your worship. The devil wants worship. He even wanted Jesus' worship. Then Jesus said, be gone, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God. Him alone shall you worship. Don't let the devil steal your worship. He, tried to, he took everything from Job, his children, his camel, his sheep, his goats, his donkeys, his wives, his children, his house, their houses, everything. Took it away from God. Took all his money. But Job said, he can't take my worship. Can't take my worship. God give it, God take it away. But I'm going to praise, praise God anyway. I'm going to worship God anyway. Wife said, why don't you just cuss God and die? No, I'm a worshiper. I'm going to worship him anyway. You can cuss God and die, but I'm a worshiper. And the Bible says that God restored to him double what he had. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I don't know if the first wife survived God, or he had a new wife and he had more new children. Amen. Whatever happened, I don't know what the situation, but she was talking about curse God and God. So she must have not been a believer, and she wanted to curse God. Yeah. Yeah. You want to curse God, go ahead and curse God, but just get away from me for the lightning hit so I can get out of the room. Go on and do your cussing. Amen. But I'm going with God. Amen. God hears worshipers. John 9, almost through. We know that God does not listen to sinners. But if anyone is God-fearing and a worshiper of him and does his will, he listens to him. God doesn't listen to sinners. But if you're God-fearing and a worshiper, we forget about that. Oh, I'm a Christian. I, no, you got to be a worshiper and do his will. Three things. Be a Christian, God-fearing, worshiper, and obey him. He listens to you. So don't let the devil say, well, God don't hear you. God ain't heard you. No, I'm walking in obedience to the word. I'm, I'm a worshiping God, and I'm, I'm a God-fearing God. God hears what I say. When I open my mouth, God hears what I got to say. When you pray, God hears what you got to say. When you, when you worship, God hears what you got to say. 
He needs that word. Worship is the power that keeps heaven lifted. Floating in the air. The power of prayer and worship lifts heaven. And God said, I take that worship and I smite your enemies. And I break your enemies. Amen. Worship is it. He hears your prayers. Psalms 95. Come let us worship. Bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord God our maker in reverent praise and supplicate. When's the last time you bowed down to the Lord? I'm talking about literally got on your knees and bowed down to the Lord. There's some things you got to tweak. Amen? Just tweak it. Get back in line. It's in your worship. Your answer is in your worship. Your deliverance is in your worship. Your healing is in your worship. Your money is in your worship. Your breakthrough is in your worship. Your children's blessings are in your worship. Everything that you do is in your worship. Everything that you say is in your worship. When you start worshiping God, all your problems begin to fall to the ground. Every situation begins to dissolve before you. You come in on Sunday morning, you start worshiping God, and you go look for your problem when you get out. It ain't there no more. It's in, somebody that worked it out even before you get the words out of your mouth. You're going to go in, oh, I'm going tomorrow, I'm going to tell my boss. No, God already worked it out because you worship God. You just hold your peace, let God fight the battle. Anybody ever seen God do something like that? When somebody did something to you, say, wait till I get hold of them. I'm going to tell them, I'm going to tell them a thing too. And then you go look for them, they're gone. God and dealt with the situation even before you can get in there. I'm going to go over there and, and give them a what for and a, and a piece of this and a little bit more. Amen. 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 You can't do that. You got to be a worshiper of God got to be a praiser of God. You got to worship. Worship is the key. Hallelujah. I want to go back and find me a worship song. Give me a worship song. Hallelujah. Was that? I had a worship song for you. You got one? Yeah, I just threw one up there. I thought I did. We'll just go back to my favorite. He knows my name. Yeah. No. Let me do let me do this one. I like this one. Turn me on, Kirk. Come on, worship. Take a moment to worship. I'm going to pray for you, but let God heal you in your worship. Some of your problems going to go away as you begin to worship God. There's nothing worth more. Nothing worth more. We worship you, Lord. Your presence, Lord. We need your presence this morning. Holy Spirit come and hover in this place this morning. We worship the living God. Taste the Lord and see. Kiss the sun, Lisi, be angry. Worship Him with all your heart, all your mind, and all your strength. Lift your hands and surrender to the Lord, the living God. Ask the Holy Spirit to come into your heart again. Ask Him to overshadow you. Welcome Him. 
feel the atmosphere this morning, Lord. If you need prayer, I'm going to open up the altar right now. Your